Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. The Final Four is set in basketball's playoffs, and BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for the conference finals. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's the most wonderful day of the year There'll be ping pong balls falling The lottery's calling to fill us with cheer It's the most wonderful day of the year It's the half-happiest day of them all. Spurs and Pistons and Blazers, Jazz Wizards and Pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half-happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertitta says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luka, they're smoking that hookah, they need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years. On the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. Thanks so much. Right for Victor. <laughs> good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fan tabulous episode of the take it easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it is as always a podcast welcome to another fantabulous year of the nba draft lottery one of our favorite days ever is Draft Lottery Day. It is a holiday on the sports calendar we celebrate every single year as absolute nerds. We love the Draft Lottery, and for the last three years, we have been serenading you with a Draft Lottery song set to the most wonderful day of the year Christmas song, and this year, we took it a step farther by turning it from a 20-second theme song into a minute-30-long parody song. We're going to play it so much throughout this podcast because no one, and I mean no one, will give you NBA Draft Lottery theme songs except the Take It Easy podcast. It's the most wonderful day of the year. 
There'll be ping pong balls falling, the lottery's calling to fill us with cheer. It's the most wonderful day of the year. It's the half happiest day of them all. Spurs and Pistons and Blazers, Jazz Wizards and Pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertita says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luca, they're smoking that hookah. They need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years. On the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Run for Victor. All right, who's ready to talk NBA Draft Lottery? Many of you are probably new to the show, and if you've been here for years and years, I love you. Thank you for supporting our dreams. I love you, love you, love you. But since I presume most people are new here, this is the third year that we've done the NBA Draft Lottery song, because it is the most wonderful day of the year, and since we've gotten much better at audio editing and putting together these parody songs i really wanted to write out a full version of the song because this the parody used to just be the it's the happiest day of the year ping pong balls falling lotteries calling bring good cheer that used to be the entire song and i felt like you know what we need an appropriate bit to go along with one of my favorite days of the entire nba season just the entire sports calendar and that is the NBA Draft Lottery. Nobody will give you more comprehensive NBA Draft Lottery coverage than this podcast. I am unironically so enthusiastic about the NBA Draft Lottery. I can't wait to see where these ping pong balls fall. I'm going to be doing live radio while the lottery is going down. I cannot wait for the live reactions to the NBA Draft Lottery to be captured for all of you to enjoy because... We have staked out a claim here on this podcast. We have done it for three years now, ever since the podcast started in the post-pandemic world in the new iteration of what it looks like. We have staked out a claim on this show. Nobody will give you more in-depth NBA draft lottery coverage than this podcast. We have staked out a claim in the sports media landscape of unironically loving the NBA draft lottery. One, it's for all the nerds it is numbers it is probabilities it is draft pick scenarios nothing gets me going in sports quite like nba draft lottery numbers probabilities percentages and the possibility of these teams getting franchise changing players it is such a fascinating system that sports have created for deciding how millions of dollars are going to be allocated. Like, essentially, we are moving economies of teams based on the fall of ping pong balls. It is such a fascinating system, and I love 
love, 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 love talking about the NBA draft lottery every year it comes around. So much so that we serenade it with the most wonderful day of the year. I love, 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 love the NBA draft lottery. I would venture to say in my unhealthy sports coping mechanism, I like the draft lottery more than Christmas. I have a deep love for the draft lottery that not even Christmas can match for me. Is that deeply unhealthy? Absolutely. And yet we have staked out our claim on this show as a the most wonderful day of the year is the NBA draft lottery. It's the most wonderful day of the year. There'll be ping pong balls falling, the lottery's calling to fill us with cheer. It's the most wonderful day of the year. It's the half happiest day of them all. Spurs and Pistons and Blazers, Jazz Wizards and Pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half-happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertitta says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luka, they're smoking that hookah. They need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years. On the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Run for Victor. So let's break down the NBA draft lottery here on the show. And look, this year's NBA draft lottery is special because of what you just heard Drunken Tillman Fertitta saying. Victor Wembenyama is available in this year's draft. And every four or five years, there is a generational star identifiable as a 16-year-old who then makes it to 19 years of age. And teams spend years waiting to get that player who has been identified since they were 16 years old as the number one pick in the NBA draft. It happened in 2019 with Zion Williamson. It happened in 2012 with Anthony Davis. Just every four to five years, there is an NBA draft lottery in which there is a really, really high probability that if you draft this player, you are going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Because we talked about this with Victor Wembenyama. Victor Wembenyama defies all the structures and systems of the NBA because he is going to be capped on wages for the first seven years of his career, has no real mechanism for reaching free agency because if the team that drafts him now could sign him to a full max extension now, they would do it, lock him down for seven years regardless of performance, and this is true because... Zion Williamson played 60 games with the Pelicans, and they gave him the five-year max extension. Victor Wembenyama could play zero games for whichever team lands him in the lottery for three seasons, come up on a new contract, and they would sign him to a five-year max extension. Victor Wembenyama moves immediately millions of dollars when Zion won the lottery with the Pelicans. 
They moved, I believe it was like $2.5 million of season ticket sales immediately after winning the lottery. Immediately moves millions of dollars for your franchise if you land Victor Wembanyama, And moves hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of the seven seasons in which Wembenyama is going to play for your team. So this year in particular is special. Every year teams try and tank for the top pick. I believe it was Moneyball... Uh, in uh, NFL's Moneyball guy, Sashi Brown, who said the best way to turn around a professional sports franchise is to land the number one pick in a season that has a generational talent identifiable since the time they were in high school. And that's what we have this year. Victor Wembenyama is that guy. Now, last year, Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren were debated between pick one and pick two. They were the number one and two prospects in their high school class. I thought that Chet was going to be the number one pick because if you have a guy who's number one in the country high school, has a great college season, and the only real concerns about him are his bulkiness, given the amount of resources in the modern NBA locker room, I would take that guy at seven foot one over Paolo Bancaro. And Victor Wembanyama is confirming the same thing this year because Scoot Henderson, who's going to be the number two pick in the draft this year, Scoot Henderson's a six foot three point guard with shooting ability who most people think is going to be an all star by the time he is 22 years old. And that is a player that, under normal circumstances, would be a number one or number two pick. I don't know exactly the frequency I'm taking the word of others when they say, yeah, Scoot Henderson's one of these guys who is as close to a can't miss as you're going to find at the top of a draft. Now, Victor Wembenyama is the greatest prospect since Zion Williamson. And so, I I mean, uh, was it Brian Windhorst who talked about if he had been in the same draft class as LeBron? It might have been Wojnarowski, but someone at ESPN said if he were in the same draft class as LeBron, there's a chance Big Vic would have been picked ahead of LeBron. So you're talking about a special year with a special prospect once every five years, but if Scoot Henderson is regarded as that guy as well, I mean, that is a good reason for Tank. And if there are Scoot Hendersons in every draft, like, say, the year that Paolo Bancaro was drafted, like the year Anthony Edwards was picked in 2020, uh, the year that Luka Doncic was picked third overall at the top of the draft, if there's a Scoot Henderson in every draft class, there's a pretty good chance that guy is going to be an all-star at 22. And so even if you get that guy, that is moving hundreds of millions of dollars with your franchise the same way that Victor Wembenyama will move hundreds of millions of dollars with your franchise. And it's so interesting that hundreds of millions of dollars get moved in the NBA based on these probabilities. Always been fascinating to me. That's my explanation for a deep, deep love of the draft lottery. We've set the stage with Victor Wembenyama. We've set the stage with Scoot Henderson. Those are the two big stories. Now let's get into the teams the probabilities and the participants of the NBA 2023 draft lottery. It's the most wonderful day of the year. There'll be ping pong balls falling. The lottery's calling to fill us with cheer. It's the most wonderful day of the year. 
It's the half happiest day of them all. Spurs and pistons and blazers, jazz wizards and pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertita says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luca, they're smoking that hookah. They need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years on the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. Thanks so much. for Victor. All right. So you heard Drunken Tillman Fertitta at the end of our parody song this year for the NBA Draft Lottery. Drunken Tillman Fertitta is one of three teams that has a 14% chance of landing Victor Wembanyama and one of four teams that has a 27.4% chance of landing Scoot Henderson with the number two pick in the draft. The way that the NBA changed the draft lottery five years ago to level out the playing field was they took the top three teams, gave them a collective probability of 42% to land the number one pick, 40% to land the number two pick. They balanced that out and then dispersed it equally between the three worst teams in the league. So the three worst teams all have the same chance of landing one of the top four picks in the NBA draft. Now, the difference between the f- the three teams is if one of them doesn't get selected or two of them don't get selected in the draft lottery, they seed in reverse order after one through four. So for the t- three worst teams in the league, which the worst team in the league is Detroit, the second worst team in the league is Houston, The third worst team in the league is San Antonio. For each of those three teams, if all three miss the lottery, if all three don't end up in the first four picks, which if you're wondering how likely it is that all three of those teams won't end up in the top three picks, it's about 12%. It's about a 12% chance that Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio all won't end up in the lottery. Top four picks. If they all miss the lottery... Regardless of who gets picked in the top four, if they all miss the lottery, Detroit will be the five pick, San Antonio will be, or sorry, Detroit will be the five pick, Houston will be the six pick, San Antonio will be the seven pick. So the only reason it matters for those teams is the reverse order seeding after the fact. And then you slide in Charlotte, who is the fourth worst team in the league. They have a 12.4% chance at the number one pick. A 12.2% chance at the number two pick, so about a 25. They have a one in four chance of getting either Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson. Charlotte has a 25% chance at getting one of those two players, and if they slide out of the top four picks, Charlotte would have either pick five, pick six, pick seven, or pick eight, depending on who gets picked in the lottery. And what's interesting is that Charlotte is more likely to have pick six than they are to have pick five 
despite the fact that they have the fourth best odds in the lottery. It's an interesting quirk that comes along with the draft lottery system is that if number four doesn't get called, you're more likely to slide because that means teams below you, at least one of them has likely jumped into the top five. And the reason that's the case is Detroit has a 52% chance of landing in the top four. Houston has a 52% chance of landing in the top four. San Antonio has a 52% chance of landing in the top four. And so because of the way that the new lottery system has been set up, each of these teams has a 50-50 chance of landing one of the top four picks, which is not really great odds compared to when it used to be the worst team in the league had a 25% chance of getting the top pick. A 50-50 shot at getting a top four pick is not great odds. I'll explain it to you right now. We're going to flip a coin right in front of us. So we've got Detroit here first. We're going to flip a coin. Heads means they get a top four pick. Tails means they don't get a top four pick. Flip the coin. Heads. Okay, so Houston, Detroit gets a top four pick. Do it for Houston. Heads. Houston gets a top four pick. San Antonio. Tails. San Antonio doesn't get a top four pick. So Detroit and Houston both got top four picks. San Antonio didn't. And that's kind of how the lottery system will end up working out. And it's interesting how the draft... We're going to run some tankathon projections of what the lottery will look like. Um, The lottery only gives a 50-50 shot to these teams who have been hedging their entire investment on the season on getting Victor Wembenyama or getting Scoot Henderson. They've got a 50-50 chance of getting getting anywhere in the top 10. You'd have to get a 27% chance for each of those teams of even getting one of the top two picks, which in fairness is better than anyone else. It's also not great odds. 27% is basically flipping two coins. We're going to do a simulated lottery real quick here. And Houston got the number one pick, but both Detroit, uh, Detroit ended up going to number four. So they, they got their ping pong ball pulled with the 50, 50 chance, but Detroit doesn't get Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembenyama. San Antonio fell to pick five And like we were explaining a second ago, Charlotte got the most likely outcome of number six. Charlotte, who has the fourth best odds at the number one pick and the fourth best odds of landing a lottery pick, their most likely outcome is pick number six. Just kind of interesting to think about. By the way, in the simulation we did, the Washington Wizards would end up with Scoot Henderson while Tillman Fertitta would get his wish drunkenly on Mardi Gras and pray for Wemby and end up with his guy. So it's interesting how that works out. There's only a 50% chance that the three top teams will even get anywhere in the top four, nonetheless get a top two pick that will lead to either Victor Wembenyama or lead to Scoot Henderson. It's a very interesting scenario that these teams find themselves in. So we talked about the top four here, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, Charlotte. They are the major players in this draft lottery. Next down the list, we have teams that have an outside chance of a top four pick, but also have a pretty good chance comparatively at a top two pick. Because remember, we mentioned earlier, Detroit has a 27.5% chance at a, at a number two, at a top two pick. Houston has a 25, has a 27% chance at a top two pick of either Victor Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson. 
San Antonio, Houston, Detroit, all of them have 27.5% chances of getting Victor Weminyama or Scoot Henderson. Charlotte, talked about him earlier, 24.7, so basically a 25% chance, one in four chance of getting the number one or two pick in the draft. Portland, who has the fifth best lottery odds, they have a 21% chance, which if you factor that all together, 21 to 25 to 27 is pretty close for a chance to get one of the top two picks. They have evened out the lottery odds, which gives a team like Portland an infinitely better chance at a long shot victory in getting Victor Wembenyama, pun intended. Portland, we talked about when their season ended, they have done the major losing. They don't intend to have a higher draft pick than this season and probably intend to make the play-in round next year. The last two seasons, they've shut down Damian Lillard at the end of the season. They have been very particular about how their schedule has worked out. And so they have made the call that they they tanked the end of the season, and now they have an outside chance of landing the top draft pick that will change the course of their franchise, whether it's Scoot. Whether it's Victor Wembanyama, they have a 21% chance of changing the course of their franchise, which is much better than you would have thought Portland would have had. Portland's not a tanking franchise. They have Damian Lillard, and yet they only have a 4% worse chance than Charlotte of landing either Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson. Very interesting. Next team on the list, Orlando. They have an 18% chance of landing one of those two picks, and they have a... 37% chance, close to 1 in 3, little better than 1 in 3 chance of getting a top 4 pick, period. Which, if you're Orlando, top 4 pick, what you're shooting for. That would be ideal. They already got their franchise-changing player in Paolo Bancaro, who won Rookie of the Year, number 1 pick in the draft. Franz Wagner's a part of their future. RJ Hampton, Wendell Carter. They've been bad for a little bit and have a lot of young players. So... Just get a top four pick is good for them. The other good thing going for Orlando is that they get the Chicago Bulls first round pick if the Chicago Bulls don't end up in the top four. And remember, the Chicago Bulls were five minutes away from making it to the playoffs as the eight seed this year. So you might think, you know, Chicago doesn't have the greatest odds of getting a top four pick in the draft. Well, let me tell you right now, Chicago's chances of landing a top four pick in the NBA draft, 8.5%, which means there's a 91.5% chance Orlando is going to be walking away with two picks in the top 11 or 12, most likely 11, in the top 11 of this year's draft. The same way they had two top eight picks in the 2021 NBA draft. In 2020, Orlando took Jalen Suggs with the fifth pick in the NBA draft, and then they drafted Franz Wagner with the eighth pick in the NBA draft. How did Orlando keep getting these lottery picks? Because the Chicago Bulls traded three first-round picks for Nikola Vucevic, and Chicago paid DeMar DeRozan $200 million, and Zach Levine $200 million, and Lonzo Ball $80 million, to win one playoff game in 2022. The Chicago Bulls have not been bad enough to get good lottery odds, but also not good enough to 
make the playoffs in years that they owed Orlando their draft picks. This is why you should tank, people. Tanking is a good strategy, because then you get to play the ping-pong ball game of the lottery like we're doing. Nobody wants to owe all their draft picks to the Orlando Magic. that 1990s Orlando Magic theme song. We love all the old-timey theme songs, but I especially love that random Orlando Magic theme song, which, unfortunately, we don't really get to use it much anymore. The Orlando Magic theme song has kind of faded from relevance because the Magic have faded from relevance. We only get to use it, like, when they win the draft lottery. Anyways, moving down the list. So normally... The seventh worst team and the eighth worst team would have different odds, but this year there was a tie for seventh and eighth between Indiana and Washington. So what they did was they combined the lottery odds of pick seven and eight and then split it evenly between Indiana and Washington, or at the very least they split it as evenly as they could. Indiana got a slight bump in the tiebreaker by hundreds of percentage points but indiana is going to get a 6.8 percent chance at the number one pick a 14 percent chance at victor Wembenyama or scoot henderson which man tyrese halliburton and scoot henderson together would be interesting that would be an interesting combination to watch and hopefully deandre ayton gets released from his prison in phoenix and can go play with Tyrese Halliburton and maybe Scoot Henderson on the Indiana Pacers with, uh, what was it, Benedict Matherin, I think was their lottery pick last year. By the way, Indiana, another team, sixth best odds in the lottery, ended up with pick number six. Interesting how that math ends up working out, What like we were talking about last year. There's a good chance these top teams end up in the lottery, so Indiana, who had the fourth best odds going into the lottery ended up with the sixth pick in the draft. It's interesting how that plays out. So yeah, Indiana, Washington, same probabilities, 14% chances. They get to protect their picks. So even if they don't end up with a top pick, they'll still get to pick somebody new. And when we did our Washington wizards eulogy back in, uh, I think that was April. It's kind of funny to look back at Washington's draft picks as they toil away in mediocrity. Cause Damn, they have not drafted well, but they've also never had a top draft pick. They are the new Charlotte Hornets or the new Sacramento Kings of never bad enough to get a top draft pick, but never good enough to actually do anything meaningful. So, yeah, Washington is about to pay Kristaps Porzingis and Bradley Beal $90 million and then field a team of former number nine picks in the draft. (laughs) Johnny Davis from Wisconsin was their 2022 pick. Denny Advia was their 2020 pick. Rui Hachimura was their 2019 pick. They just traded him to the Lakers. Corey Kispert was their 2021 pick. He was pick 15 in the draft, so a little spicy there. But yeah, they just keep drafting dudes in the middle of the draft. It's like Charlotte used to do when Charlotte picked like Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, and PJ Washington 11, 12, and 13 in consecutive seasons. 
that's basically what Washington is. Advia was the 15 pick. Johnny Davis was the 10 pick. Kispert was the 15 pick. They never trade their first round pick, but they also never get a pick higher than number nine. So the most likely scenario for Washington is that they will have a 33% chance of getting the eight pick and a 31% chance of getting the nine pick. So one in three chance you get the eight pick, one in three chance you get the nine pick. That's basically where Washington has been for the last five seasons. Rui Hachimura was, uh, I believe, pick 10 in the draft. Then Denny Advia was pick 9. Corey Kispert was pick 15. Johnny Davis was pick 10. And whoever they pick this year will be likely either pick 8 or pick 9. But hey, we did the draft lottery earlier, the simulator, and Washington got Scoot Henderson. So if they do get lucky and get that, what did we say it was, uh, a 13.7% uh, chance. So basically a 1 in 7 chance. Hey, one in seven chance, not terrible. Not terrible at all, Mr. Washington Wizards. Going one and seven probability. Let's run a simulate. I mean, we just ran the first simulation and they ended up getting it. So let's run another simulation, see if we can get that lucky chance for Washington. Uh, nope, Washington didn't get it. But we did mention Indiana a second ago in this lottery simulation. Indiana got the number one pick, so that would be... Big Vic and Tyrese Halliburton together on the same team. I mean, that's teasing me. That's a that's a wonderful combination to watch play out. And Indiana is a well-run organization, so hopefully Victor Wembanyama ends up on one of these well-run organizations. Which we're doing it in our heads: San Antonio, Indiana, Oklahoma City, who we'll talk about next, Portland, maybe. There's not a whole lot of well-run organizations at the top of the lottery. So in this game, let's hope that uh, that San Antonio or Indiana ends up getting Big Vic and gets to put him. The teams we don't want, Tillman Fertitta, who we heard his drunken slurs in our parody song. We don't want Houston. We don't want Detroit. We don't want Charlotte. We don't want Portland. Well, I guess Portland, we don't really know about Portland. Portland is kind of agnostic in this game of well-run or not well-run organization. Orlando would be good because Orlando's got Bancaro, so uh, we would want Orlando to have Bancaro and Big Vic. Moving along with our lottery preview episode here on the Take It Easy podcast. Again, no podcast is more committed to NBA draft lottery content than we are. Next up is the Utah Jazz they have a 50% chance of getting the number nine pick. So if you're a Utah Jazz fan or just interested in the happenings of the Utah Jazz, maybe you're a big Danny Ainge guy like our friend Juju Talks Sports, go grab a coin, flip it. If it lands on heads, Utah gets the number nine pick. If it lands on anything else, they get anything. Or if it lands on tails, they get any other pick in the draft, which for Utah would be... 4.5% chance at number one, 9% chance at one or two. So 9% chance at Big Vic or Scoot. Add them all together, they have a 20% chance of getting the top four pick in the draft, anywhere in the top four, 20% chance, one in five, and a 30% chance of getting 10, 11, 12, or one of the incredibly unlikely combinations. So 50% chance they get pick nine, 
20% chance they get a top four pick, 30% chance they get a pick 10, 11, 12 in the lottery. Utah will be interesting because they have Lowry Markinen. Might actually prefer that they get Scoot Henderson over Big Vic, although Lowry Markinen and Big Vic together would be uh, a combination. Not sure what kind of combination, but a combination. It's the most wonderful day of the year. There'll be ping pong balls falling, the lottery's calling to fill us with cheer. It's the most wonderful day of the year. It's the half happiest day of them all. Spurs and Pistons and Blazers, Jazz Wizards and Pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half-happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertitta says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luka, they're smoking that hookah. They need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years. On the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Run for Victor. All right, you heard in the parody song the Mavericks tanking with Luka. They're smoking that hookah. They need that pick in the top 10. So let's talk about Dallas because they very publicly tanked at the end of the season. If you're a basketball fan, you probably know by this point that the Dallas Mavericks first round pick is top 10 protected from the Kristaps Porzingis trade. And if it ends up outside the top 10, then the Dallas Mavericks send it to the New York Knicks. And if it lands inside the top 10, they will get to keep their pick and try one last desperate effort to surround Luka Doncic with some level of competent NBA talent, and in this case, competent NBA talent on a discount because rookie salaries are suppressed. So what are the probabilities for Dallas keeping their draft pick? What are the probabilities of Dallas losing their draft pick? Because outside of who's going to get Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson, this is the most interesting story of the draft lottery. So going into Tuesday, Dallas has a 79.8% chance of keeping their draft pick. Now landing Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembenyama, that's only 6.3%, which is really, really small odds. Basically, 1 in 15. They have a really, really small chance of getting Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson at the top of the draft. Just keeping their pick, 79.8. Which means chances they don't keep their pick, 20.2. And the way they don't keep their pick is if one of these four teams jumps them in the lottery. Chicago, who we talked about earlier, again, 
8% chance of keeping their pick, 4% chance of landing Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembenyama. But Chicago, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who 3.6% chance of landing Big Vic or Scoot, which, keeping my fingers crossed, please let Oklahoma City get Big Vic. Please let Big Vic and Chet Holmgren play together. Please make that a reality with first-team All-NBA Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which we haven't really had time to address on this podcast here, but you guys know we're basketball nerds. We read a lot about PER for individual statistics, net rating for team statistics, win shares, SRS, all the nerd statistics, expected win-loss record, all of the nerd stats we've thrown at you all season kind of indicates we lean more heavily on the data for NBA because we aren't watching as much live NBA basketball as compared to the NFL. And with baseball, forget it. It's a lot of analytics in our baseball analysis unless we're just laughing at it. Shea Gilgis-Alexander making first-team All-NBA is a victory for nerds everywhere because he was the sixth-highest-rated player in the NBA in efficiency rating, which, for those who don't know, efficiency rating is the statistic that most correlates with most valuable. 17 of the last 21 NBA MVPs led the league in efficiency rating. Embiid was second this year, but he was only .1 behind Jokic. Jokic was 31.7, Embiid was 31.6 in efficiency rating. And by the way, the next closest player to those two was Giannis in the 20s. So basically Embiid was the most valuable player in the league while being equally as valuable in efficiency rating as Jokic. And so Jokic and Embiid, Efficiency rating is a good statistic for who the best players in the league are based on most on what you might classify as most valuable. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was the sixth most valuable player in the league this year. He finished fifth in the MVP voting. He got all NBA considerations this year. I am so glad that Shea Gilgis-Alexander got the love that he deserved. He was no cap one of the best players in the league and single-handedly because of him, Oklahoma City will only have a 3.6% chance of getting Big Vic instead of being in that 21 to 25 threshold of Charlotte and Portland. They would have been one of the five worst teams in the NBA if not for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shout out to you. Wanted to show him some love on the Draft Lottery podcast. Back to Dallas. Dallas has a 20.2% chance of not keeping their draft pick. How would they lose their draft pick if Chicago, Oklahoma City, Toronto, or New Orleans... And again, Toronto and New Orleans have minuscule chances. Toronto is 93% chance of getting the 13 pick. New Orleans is 98% chance of getting the 14 pick. Exponentially, exponentially low probabilities of getting the top pick. Toronto, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, or Chicago jumps into the top four. And Dallas doesn't jump into the top four. Because if one of those teams goes up, they do reverse order drafting. So Dallas would go from having the 10 pick to having the 11 pick. And losing that draft pick would mean more likely Luka Doncic is out of there. And again, 20.2% chance that Chicago, Oklahoma City, Toronto, or New Orleans, just one of those teams jumps into the top four. There's a 20.2% chance that that happens. And that would be how Chicago loses their pick. 
So before we get to the big, big boys of the lottery, figuring out who gets Big Vic and who gets Scoot, we'll get to watch as the ping pong balls falling, lottery calling, envelopes opening, will reveal whether Dallas Mavericks get to pick in the top 10, a pick they may be more likely to trade than, say, Orlando or Portland or San Antonio or Houston. Will Dallas get their top 10 pick, which will change the course of the NBA offseason? Or will that pick fall into the hands of the New York Knicks, who got smacked out to building by the Miami Heat in six games? But New York has a lot of draft picks at their disposal, so it would certainly be a boost for them if they got to swipe Dallas's pick. That's our draft lottery preview. Nobody has done more comprehensive NBA draft analysis than us. And we thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday with all of your draft lottery results and all of your draft lottery stories. Let's see what happens. Will Big Vic go to one of the well-run teams? Will he go to one of the tanking teams? Where will Scoot Henderson fall? How will the top four bear itself out? There's so many questions, so many intriguing storylines, and all of them have me loving the NBA Draft Lottery. So thank you for stopping in here. We love each and every one of you and your continued support. Thank you for supporting our dreams. Leave a five-star review. Leave a download. All of that is greatly, greatly appreciated. And in the meantime, take it easy. It's the most wonderful day of the year. There'll be ping pong balls falling, the lottery's calling to fill us with cheer. It's the most wonderful day of the year. It's the half happiest day of them all. Spurs and Pistons and Blazers, Jazz Wizards and Pacers hope to hear names called. It's the half-happiest day of the year. Teams have lied about tanking, except Houston's drunk ravings. Fertitta says pray for Wemby. Mavericks tanking with Luka, they're smoking that hookah. They need a pick in the top ten. It's the most wonderful day of the year. If the numbers are matching, your team will be drafting a star for seven years. On the most wonderful day of the year. Go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Pray for Victor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.